Are you a business owner or entrepreneur who's had great success in the business world? And now you want to launch a speaking career to share your message with the world. If that's you, then listen up. 25-year speaking industry veteran Brett Ridgway has released his latest special report, Three Key Things Entrepreneurs Must Master to Build a Profitable Speaking Business. To pick up your copy, go to brettridgeway.com forward slash freebie. Welcome to the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway, where you'll learn the keys to building a profitable speaking business from speaking industry pros. Each week, we interview a great guest who will share his or her speaking journey, identify what their keys to success have been, and highlight some critical mistakes they've made along the way that you'll want to avoid. Be sure to visit our website at spotlightonspeaking.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet this week's guest. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. I am Brett Ridgway, and I'm so pleased to have as my guest today, Wanda Allen. Wanda is an international speaker and coach and the author of Follow-Up Savvy and Follow-Up Sales Strategies. Wanda has a 25-year corporate career before she left when she held the position of Senior Vice President for 15 years. She has a strong skill set for developing systems and applied this skill to the follow-up process. She's an expert in helping entrepreneurs, business owners, and sales professionals increase pipelines, improve sales performance, and strengthen relationships by developing strong follow-up skills. Welcome, Wanda Allen, to the Spotlight on Speaking Show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So I want to talk about your speaking journey a little bit, Wanda, because obviously you've had a great deal of success in your career. And I'd like to know, first of all, what was the prompt? What what did, what put in your mind the idea that, hey, I need to get up on that stage myself and, and share what I've learned along the way? Okay. So in my corporate career, when I got into sales and learned how critical follow-up was, mm-hmm. um, but I said, how do you stay on top of it though? How do you manage it? And I created systems for following up. Well, the I, I was the business banker and the bank I was working for was acquired and we were not the lead bank and I was a senior vice president. You know how that story ends. <laughs> and I knew I'd be on the chopping block, but I didn't know what I was going to do. Banking was all I had ever known. I started at 19 and at this point I was 45. And a friend of mine said, you should go out and speak about how you follow up. And I thought that was the craziest thing I'd ever heard because number one, I knew nothing about the speaking industry. And number two, I really didn't know that I was doing anything that out of the ordinary when it came to following up. But you know what? I said, what the heck? What do I have to lose? So I went out on a wing and a prayer. (laughs) I started speaking, knowing nothing about anything. And I learned very quickly that in general, people struggle in this area. And I thought, all right, there's something here. So that's what prompted me. I was kind of forced into it, if you will, not literally, but you know what I mean, that because of the bank acquisition, I was forced to look somewhere else because I knew banking had run its course in my life. I was done. 25 years was enough. 
So how many how many years are we going back to that speaking career beginning then one? That what well the bank was acquired in 09. Okay. I released I released my first book in 2011 and that's that's really what I consider my start. So that's been what uh let's see um 12 years. Okay, so you you mentioned you've written these two books and what help do you feel that they've been in terms of getting you on stages? I mean, people say, well, you should have a book and other people say, you don't need a book and all that. So what's your experience been in that realm? Well, I'll tell you, I wrote a book. I went to an event and there was a gentleman there that the speaker, he was a uh, really high up in the ranks of Toastmasters. And he said something that just grabbed me. He said, if you're going to be a speaker, you have to have a book because it, what it does is it, you, there's now this perception that you're an expert, even though you don't know any more than you did before you wrote the book. Mm -hmm. There's just this perception out there. And he said, it doesn't matter if it's a hundred page book. And he also said this, I'll never forget it. He said, it doesn't even matter if it's good. <laughs> well, I'd argue with that one a little bit. Yeah, but okay. I know he was kind of <laughs> joking, but um, that's why I wrote it. And so, you know what I did? I wrote a hundred page book <laughs> and I, I, several years later, I rebranded and my branding coach said, you know, you need to write another book that's consistent with a new brand and it needs to be meatier, you know, meaning it's got to be bigger than a hundred pages. But I just feel like, you know, when you're an author, it's just another dimension, in, you know, in, in your ter in terms of your expertise. And that's why I wrote it. Right, wrote so Wanda, I like to say there are three types of speakers. One is the keynote presenter who's paid a fee to go to a corporation or association. The second is the platform seller who delivers content and then makes an offer for some type of back end product or service from the stage. And then the third is a person who's just using it as a business building tool. So they don't intend to be a run a speaking business, but they want to make people aware of their chiropractic services or attorney services or whatever. So which of those realms have you played in? I've done all three, but my sweet spot is I use speaking as for lead generation. That's what I do. And so I speak to networking groups, business organizations, and then I invite them into a virtual workshop that I have. And, it, okay. you know, that's that's how I get my leads. That's the beginning of my sales funnel. I think speaking is the, regardless of what you do, chiropractor, insurance agent, doesn't matter. I think it's the best way to get leads because you're talking to one on 15, 20, 100, you know, versus one on one. And you cover a lot more ground. So when you're speaking to those networking groups and generating leads, that is for the purpose of, of driving them to what type of product or service then? So I drive them into my um, virtual workshop. It's, it, I offer a complimentary ticket to my virtual workshop. So I get them into my workshop because for those that want to learn more than when they heard me for 30 minutes, that's typically what I speak for at those groups. They get into my uh, free virtual workshop. And then at the end of that, I will promote my formal coaching program. Okay. So you played in all three arenas. Obviously the business building one is where, as you say, your sweet spot yeah. or whatever, but yes. given the, the model that you primarily follow, what have been maybe some of your, you know, two or three biggest keys to success as a speaker? 
Well, one is you have to know your topic inside and out. And then um, two, you need to make sure you're talking to the right audience. And three, which is probably the most important, you've got to make sure you're giving value. You know, you want you want the people walking away. That was good. Not too much. You don't want to give too much value. One of my coaches said, you don't want them leaving full. You want them hungry still. They, they, right. want, they want more. And so those are, I think, are the three keys. So your area of expertise, one, is follow-up systems and strategies and all that. So let, let's shift gears slightly and maybe share a few tips to success in terms of follow-up. Yes, it's an area that in general people struggle with. And so for speakers, you know, you can talk to an organizer and they say, oh, yes, I love your topic. I think you'd be great for our group. And then after eight follow-ups, they finally book you. <laughs> but what happens is so many people, not just speakers, but in general, research tells us 90% of people follow up twice and then quit. So you, you can't do that. You've got to stay in the game. And here's the thing is that 80% of sales are made between the fifth and 12th contact. So that's one tip is don't quit after just a couple tries. If you stay in the game, you're going to stay booked and you'll stay busy. Um, you, you've got to have the right mindset towards follow-up. And the real issue with mindset is fears. There's a lot of fears associated with following up, which is a yeah. huge reason why people don't do it. Fear of being uncomfortable, fear of rejection, fear of being pushy, fear of not knowing what to say, on and on and on. Been, been there, done that, do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then this is going to sound elementary and like common sense, but it's not very common. Follow-up has to be a priority every working day. Follow-up is very easy not to do. And it's very easy to keep pushing aside and putting it at the bottom of the list, but it's detrimental to, to business growth. So it, it's got to be a priority. Well, obviously, you're a master of flawless follow-up, let's call it. So... <laughs> I'm going to shift tracks a little bit here again, and that is ask you to share, if you would, please, Wanda, yes. how, aside from your flawless follow-up process, what do you use to get on people's platforms? How do you find those audiences that you can speak to and share your message? Two primary uh, ways. Number one, I cold call a lot on groups. And, most, and people, it, most people are afraid to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I do it a lot. And I get a lot of, you know, I get a lot of business that way. And groups, it's so easy. You know, you just go on the internet, Google networking groups in Las Vegas. And you oftentimes the, the organizer's contact information is there. It's, it's just so, such an easy way to get book, to get engagements. And then I ask for referrals a lot. Um, you know, people that have heard me speak, do you know of any groups that bring in outside speakers? So those are the two primary ways that I get booked. Okay, and let me, and I'm going to add a third one. Sure. I have two very strong referral partnerships. They're both speakers and we speak to the same audience, but mm -hmm. we have different topics. And so with each of those partners of mine, we talk quarterly. We have a, a date on the calendar and then, you know, okay, I spoke to this group, this group, this group. Would you be interested? Yes, yes, yes. I'll do an intro, uh, email intro. 
and get a lot of bookings that way. So find a speaker that speaks to the same audience, but with a different topic. You know, so many people tend to underestimate the true value of relationships and relationships are certainly how you are really going to build a speaking career. And obviously you leverage relationships very well. So we've had a lot of great tips here. One, I do have a couple other questions I wish to ask you, but before okay. we do, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. And we are back with the Spotlight on the Speaking Show and my guest, Wanda Allen, this week. And one of my favorite questions I wanted to ask my guest is, is not intentionally to put you on the spot, but, you know, bury your soul here a little bit. Maybe share a mistake or two that you made along the way of your speaking journey that you would highly advise aspiring speakers not to make. I wasted so much money on printing, print costs, you know, where I would hand out um, it, at one point when I was selling my coaching program, when I was speaking, I would have the sign up form printed out and put on every single chair. What a waste of money that was. Cause you know, most people, they're going to take them home and guess what, where it goes in the trash can. And so I changed that in that I, for anyone that's interested, I've got my sign up forms here with me, you know, and then they will come up. So right. I wasted thousands of dollars on printing that was so unnecessary. I don't even do like notes, you know, handouts. I don't do those either. Because if somebody wants to take notes, they should have pen and paper, right? And most people do. So I will do handouts when it's a paid job, but when it's not. Mm -hmm. um, and in exchange for waiving my speaking fee, you know, I'll tell the organizer, I'd like to be able to invite the offer the attendees a complimentary ticket to my workshop. So, so have you ever sold books in the back of the room at all? Or do you just focus on the workshop entirely? Back in the day, I did sell books, um, you know, and there's all kinds of different philosophies with that. And one that I really, the philosophy that I really bought into is when you bring your books for sale, they can take away from the sale of your bigger program, like your coaching programs. Yep. And one speaker said, I heard one speaker say, you're not there to sell a $20 book. You're not. And so yep. what I do is because I do mention that I'm an author, I would have a handful of books with me. And if somebody comes up and says, do you have a book I can buy? You know, then I, you know, I'll, I don't say no, I'll, I'll let them purchase a book. But no, I don't make any kind of announcements. No, and I don't sell them. Yeah, that's always a, a bone of contention for many event promoters and speaker that wants to come in and sell their book because they're making their money on the 50-50 split of those high ticket items. And yeah. There's nothing in it for them if somebody's selling a $20 book. So they they tend to frown on that a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. And I don't want to schlep around 50 books, you know, or pay for shipping for 50 books. 
So in your in your model, Wanda, where you are basically inviting people into your free workshop, is there some trackable mechanism that if the promoter gets something out of that after the fact that they sign up for your coaching or anything, or is it community service it, on them? Yeah, um, no, it's community. It's typically community service because again, they're networking groups and chambers. So you know, it's they typically don't ask you know for a piece of the pie. It's more just providing speaker with good content to their members. All right. So I'd like you to take a couple of minutes, if you would, please, Wanda, and, and tell a little bit people more, a little bit more about what is it you do and how they can get involved in your world if they so choose. Yes. Well, thank you. So I'm, my company's follow-up sales strategies and everything I do is centered around helping everyone I can improve their follow-up skills. Because if you will get good at follow-up, business is so much easier to get and you're going to get a lot more of it. And so my website is follow-up sales strategies. And I have a free guidebook that you can download. Again, as mentioned, I have my free workshop. You can register for it there. If you want to talk, there's a contact Wanda link. So it's kind of my one-stop shop is my website. All right. Well, we will make sure that URL is down in the show notes below so you can directly click to, over to Wanda's resources and find out more about what all she has going on. So before we wrap her up here, Wanda, and any final words of wisdom for this aspiring speaker out there? Yes, there are so many groups looking for speakers. And so when you put forth the effort to get speaking engagements, as I said earlier, stay in the game, do your follow-up work, and remember that 80% of bookings are made between the 5th and 12th contact. Don't give up. Don't quit. You're looking for a yes or a no. Don't let an ignore dissuade you. All right. stick to is the key to the game, obviously. So a sincere thank you, Wanda, for joining me this week on the Spotlight on Speaking show. And if you haven't already, folks, by all means, hop on over to SpotlightOnSpeaking.com and register there so you can be notified of upcoming episodes. And as always, I wish you the greatest of success in all that you do. And may 2023 be your greatest year yet. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been the Spotlight on Speaking Show with Brett Ridgway. Be sure to join us every week as we interview speaking industry pros and have them share their best tips for building a profitable speaking business. Until next week, thank you for tuning in. And remember to visit our website at SpotlightOnSpeaking.com so you can enjoy even more great episodes like this one. While you're here, be sure to subscribe via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Spotlight on Speaking show. Until then, our sincere best wishes to you for the greatest of success as you work to build your own profitable speaking business.